Before I get to the show, I'd like to thank our sponsor, NPR. NPR is not your typical media partner. From NPR News Now on smart speakers to how I built this live on stage, NPR is where audiences go for non-commercial, unbiased journalism. Stay tuned to find out how NPR sponsorship drives impact for brands. Hello and welcome to Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Aditi Sangul. Every day we're seeing the subscriptions wave getting stronger. More and more publishers are looking at reader revenue. But of course, there are challenges and questions even before you can get started. Angus McCauley, CRO of Stat News, discusses some of the challenges and solutions that came up in a working group he led at the recent Digiday Publishing Summit. Listen in for questions like how to price your product, what's the solution to conflict between subscriptions and advertising, and more. So challenge one, um, who is the target and is it the market size addressable enough? Um, and obviously I talked about it in my presentation, but somebody brought up a really good point in our discussion, which is, do you have data? Do you have, how much first party data do you have? Because that will help a lot in really getting a clear picture of exactly who those people are as opposed to sort of a vague idea. Um, and how much, you know, how many, how many lookalikes do you have as well? Um, as I mentioned, what's a, what, what does that loyal look, reader look like versus your overall reader? And is there a difference? Um, and does that change your thinking at all? Um, how many do you have? How many lookalikes of those really loyal people do you have? And can you find more of those? Um, and obviously, as I mentioned before, research address more market beyond your site, and what percent of that audience makes your business actually viable. Um, another thing that came up too was the addressable market might be huge, but another way to look at it too is to look at your competitive sites and see, okay, how many people in that addressable market are on media sites like mine looking for this kind of content? Because that also brings that number down to what's realistic in terms of getting people onto your site and then ultimately getting them to subscribe to something. Uh, challenge two, what's the product? Um, and, uh, and what are you going to charge for it? And differentiating your paid product from your free product. Um, and how do you price? Um, obviously, research your readers. Um, but it's also, you know, we all have access to a lot of data. And it's really interesting to not only look at the data of what they're doing, um, and then survey them and see what they say. And they should be similar, but they might actually be different. What people say they want or say they read versus what the data will show you might actually be a little bit different. So dive into that. Find the high value up my need. Uh, start with a small product and then test and test and iterate. When we launched our site, it was only 10% of our, the, the loyal traffic to the columnists that we were going to isolate in our paid product was only 10% of our traffic. So we knew if the thing was a mistake or it blew up or they were pissed off, we weren't losing that. We weren't putting the whole business at risk. Um, so we started small, and then by the end of the year, 50% of our content was behind the paywall. And so it, it could be a different type of product, but Definitely start small and, and test, and then let it grow organically based on what seems to be working. Pricing, benchmark competitors, but also, obviously, with digital, you can test a lot on pricing. And we also looked around a lot to see how people structure pricing offers, because there's a lot of ways you can play with that, and test, test, test. Um, challenge three, what paywall type is right for your site? Hard paywall meter, membership, standalone product. Um, I touched on that a little bit as well. One thing that was interesting that came up was, you know, it might be hard to look at your product and say, well, which stuff actually is high value? And is a reader going to look at it and say, well, why am I paying for this when this stuff over here is for free? 
and that, because of that, the conclusion for you might be a meter. It might, a meter basically charges somebody for usage as opposed to the specific content. And it tells that loyal, that repeat visitor, like, you're using me a lot, so you're going to have, we're not going to ask you to contribute. So some, some, of the, some of the decision might be based on that grid I showed, but also might be based on how much you can actually differentiate your product between um, what you put behind a paywall and what you don't, and what's the reader's reaction going to be when they see that. For us, the hard paywall, because we knew it was must read, and, and we had to force the issue. A quick break here. NPR listeners expect an authentic, unintrusive message from brands. It may be different, but it works. Listeners find NPR 21% more engaging than traditional radio content. To learn more about how sponsorship opportunities across NPR platforms can perform for your brand, visit npr.org slash for brands. Now, back to the episode. Watch behavior. Uh, I mentioned briefly we had a, a UX change that disrupted our, our numbers and our retention, or we thought it was going to disrupt our retention. So that's another thing. So any one of these tests, obviously, um, watching what they do. Uh, challenge three, organizational risks and opportunity costs to a paywall. Do you have staff capabilities and buy-in, and what are the financial risks? This was a uh, hot topic with our group. Getting buy-in is important, and getting, particularly if you work at a larger organization, obviously executive buy-in is critical, and getting them to articulate that to the entire team so everybody understands it is a focal point of your brand or it's an important issue. If, if you don't have that, people will start to say, well, this isn't that important. This is, you know, this is Angus's thing he wants to do. Um, getting buy-in at the top is critically important. Also, um, what are the financial risks and what are the opportunity costs? You, know, you're, you might lose traffic. And if you lose traffic, what are the implications financially? You might have to take a marketing person from your ads marketing team and have them now either replace them with somebody for subscription marketing or reallocate them. There's a cost to that. And how much is it going to impact your ad business? But the other thing is, when you look at those opportunity costs, one thing I learned from, about subscriptions is you, it's, you have to look two or three years out because the money gets allocated over the months of the subscription. So an annual sub, you don't get all the money in the first month. You get a twelfth of it each month for 12 months. So it's great because right now I'm selling revenue that's already showing up in 2019. But as you sell it in, if after the first year people are like, well, where's all the money? Well, some of it's in the next year. And then when you look out two or three years and it starts compounding, the opportunity cost might be different than if you just look at what the first year numbers are going to be. Addressing conflicts due to reporting alignment was another thing that came up. Um, in my case, I oversee advertising and subscription, so I just have to resolve it in my own head. Uh, but if there's two different people, you know, the guy who runs advertising or the woman who runs subscriptions are going to be conflicted at times. And it's better to address those up front about what the priorities are or what the situations might be so everybody understands that they're going to be there and get the sort of elephant out of the room. But get everybody aligned. And the other piece of it is getting business and editorial aligned. You know, most Traditional, you know, edits over here, ad sales is over here, and they don't talk and they don't work together. But with subscriptions, we work really closely with our editorial team because we are selling their product directly to consumers. And having them understand what's working um, without having them feel like we're trying to influence what they do um, is important. And having them understand, you know, if they're not producing stuff that's helping convert people, they need to understand that too. But having that relationship is key. And having the business and editorial teams know that they need to work together um, is key. Um, and again, long-range forecasting to give that a, real, a clearer picture of what the potential is for that subscription piece, particularly as it starts to um, compound itself. Marketing the paywall and getting more people to the paywall. Leveraging your own assets, as I mentioned, we 
have our stuff promoted um, on the right rail on every article page. Uh, we put it in every newsletter because it's our, it's our best tool. It's where we know we've already got people in engaged to some degree, and we want to make sure we're surfacing our product everywhere. Highlight the best of your product. Um, develop, obviously, compelling language about why it's better or why it's unique. We do paid search. We do paid, we don't do paid search. We do paid social. Uh, you know, for us, organic social absolutely is important. Uh, in our case, Facebook isn't as important as LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, but we do a fair amount of paid and just do a lot of testing around that. And for us, we're, because we're young, it's about getting people onto the site. But paid search and social is great because of the amazing targeting capabilities. Engagement campaigns for new users and identifying um, those readers who are at risk of churning. Um, and trying to find ways to score, risk, score subscribers so you understand who are my Uber users, who I want to treat a certain way, and who are those people that are just not engaged and I want to try to at least make an effort to keep. Um, and as I was talking about earlier, marketing doesn't stop once they've subscribed. It's really just an ongoing thing that you're trying to nurture that relationship. And that's it. Thanks. Thank you all for listening. I'm Aditi Sangu. Did you like the show? Then rate us and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps our podcast to be discovered. If you like the show or have any thoughts, write to me or tweet at me. I'm at Aditi Sangu. I'll be back soon with another episode.